You ready? <laughs> I'm Lindsay White. And I'm Kellyanne DiCarlo. <laughs> and we are so excited to welcome you to the She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. A nuanced conversation between two internet friends about high-profile public figures who affect our culture. A passion project that stemmed from our mutual distaste for the tabloid's unfair description of Meghan Markle's work ethic. A deeper look into the strategy that fills your feeds as we discuss current pop culture and royal news. As well as share our own experiences behind the scenes in the entertainment industry. We believe in the gray area. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. My name's Lindsay. And I'm Kellyanne. And welcome back. We're back. We're here. I'm in I'm in a new setup today. I'm I'm living my best Paige DeSorbo like podcasting from the bed. Oh, what a week. What a week. Crazy well, week. Well, was Sunday. Well, I mean, it's been a week. You, you Do you have anything to say week. to me? Can no, I hold space I for you at all actually. in this difficult time? Can I? No, actually. Okay. I actually lost interest in the game after the halftime show, to be honest. Oh, so interesting. So interesting how <laughs> that works. <laughs> in case you didn't watch Super Bowl and you live under a rock, um, the Chiefs won. By a technicality, but we oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I loved the halftime show. There's been a lot of different opinions about it. I thought she killed. I was really happy that she kind of just, she was enough. You know, I don't think she needed a guest. I don't think she needed this these crazy pyrotechnics or any of that. Like, I think she just, she was enough. Her, her catalog of work was enough. And it was, I thought it was awesome. And I love that I- she's pregnant. Yay. I know that was a. I mean, that was like the talk of the entire performance people on Twitter trying to figure out if she's pregnant or not. It is one of my favorite performances. Really? Because cool. if you look at the technicality of the camera work, first off, like at the end of Diamonds, that mm-hmm. wide shot, that that camera that zoomed out, like that is art behind the scenes of dancers that I know because I had a lot of friends that was that was performing in that show. And just seeing behind the scenes of them dancing on these platforms, one that are moving, like it looks like you're in a freaking a super like a Mario's brother game or something. Yeah, couldn't be me with my fear of heights. Couldn't be me. They're like chained to this platform that's moving and they have to dance full out. Everyone's moving. It precision of everything is It was sharp. It was sharp. And to do that, not everyone can do what she does. And it might be comparing her to any other performers, but it has she hasn't performed like before them was what seven years or something like that Mm -hmm. if you weren't familiar with her then you would have thought that this performance was lackluster but that's how she always performs like yeah she's kind of known for marking yeah she's just a vibey girl and like she's from Barbados. like she's not like out here like killing eight counts like that's just not what she does and i feel like i look back to like the moments when britney spears first came out and she made all of the other girls step their game up with dancing. They tried to put choreography on Christina Aguilera and it did not work. <laughs> it did not land well. It didn't land well for Jessica Simpson either. Let people just do them. And like, she doesn't need to be Beyonce. She doesn't need to be anyone else. Like she is such a vibe in her presence and like how she just looks at the camera, how she walks. That is a performance. But per my friend, Margaret, because she's been dying to get ch- shouted out on this podcast. Oh, hi, Margaret. She said, <laughs> she said, for the people who are saying Rihanna's back, girl, she has never left. 
Mm. You can quote me that for the pod. <laughs> oh, we love. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, I feel like the halftime show was for only our generation and our generation yeah. only. Because I know like people older than me did not like it, did not get it. People boomers younger than... Like no, boomers did not like it. Gen Z was bored. Gen Z was like, I don't get it. Like, why isn't she doing more? And millennials were like, no, like this is the co- this was the vibe in high school. Like, this was the stuff I danced to. I was really surprised that she didn't. I thought she was going to start with Shine Bright Like a Diamond, but I thought what she did was cool. When she came out, well, I think I knew that her song when she started with can't really say the word. Um, yeah, you better have my money. Uh, <laughs> that is a very because that kind of brought people back that was the last pretty much from her last album that is what people last remember of her and then you just kind of go back in time ish it was just about her catalog which if you think about as a pop star people forget she was coming out with a record every two years if that like when she was on tour she was recording her next album like she was flushing out music like every year and when you do that for however many years straight that she did and then decided to just go ghost on y'all and <laughs> decided to make makeup you know and have a family like good for her if that's if that's how she wants to show up i'm okay with it yeah everyone that i knew was that like really enjoyed it was talking about how every song that like the mashups i was like oh my god and there's that song and there's that song and i forgot about this song she was also the queen of singles yes. she would drop a single and it would be so fun and then she'd drop an album but like she dro- she dropped a lot of singles and they were so fun to dance to um so i i loved it i had a great time and i was like jamming on my couch i was it was so much fun no and my parents loved it and my even my grandma liked it it was yeah the most iconic performance of all time is prince nothing in this world will beat prince's halftime performance <laughs> it is iconic and it's in the rain and girls are those two girls are dancing their butts off in that rain i don't know so, i screamed when um beyonce had the rest of destiny's child but that's just me oh yeah i mean that performance is iconic as well that was my favorite yeah and the national anthem by chris stapleton Mm-mm. wasn't for me you didn't like what? nope didn't like it at all nope <gasps> didn't like it at all but just that's my taste i'm not a huge i'm not a country girl so it was not for me i don't me. even consider him country he's more blue you don't me. no he but he doesn't even consider himself country that's just what it. does he consider himself he ha- he's more on a bluesy outlaw type country. It, like the country world is very like yeah, it's very vast. It's not just like one sound. I think he is more of a soul singer. Like he performed with the the artist Her on the CM um, the CMT awards or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can sing gospel. He can sing. Oh, I think he's really talented for sure. Yeah, but to me, like. That, that under like he's under Whitney in my opinion for national anthem mm. yeah for me like the Whitney or like Lady Gaga like that's my taste Lady for Gaga, national anthem that that's is- what I want I want to be like knocked off my feet by the vocals but I also like want it to be sung really like technically well that's just like me as a mm-hmm. singer myself um but yeah it wasn't for me but I get why people like it. it's just not my taste but I'm glad oh. you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah. You talked about this on Instagram. Yeah. And hers was below Whitney. And then I was like, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, it was just like the soul. And I saw a lot of like vocal teachers 
react to it on TikTok and the, just how they explained like how he used his voice was really interesting. But mm-hmm. nobody will ever be Whitney. And then people were oh. talking about the whole like lip singing thing. I'm like, y'all understand Whitney Houston lip singing the um, the national anthem? It was a live recording. You don't understand the venue. It's one the feedback possible to sing. It doesn't live. even matter if you have in ears. In ears are the things that go in your ears for people who don't know. They're the things that go in your ears to help you hear yourself. And if you're in a stadium that large with that much bounce back and that much feedback and that much regular crowd noise, you can't hear yourself at all. No. So they, uh, yes. <laughs> Every Absolutely. artist that has performed at the Super Bowl, they are singing, but they are singing along with a live track that they've already recorded. Rihanna. A lot of concerts are like that too. Yes. People don't know. Yeah. It helps with mistakes. Anything that can happen um, in the middle of the performance, like obviously the band is playing, like it's just a track. Everyone who sings in a stadium that big sings with a live track that's already recorded with the band and everything. Like, yeah. And Absolutely. so it's layered in. So, and people were like, oh, she's lip singing. I'm like, you understand that every person <laughs> has performed at Super yeah. lip sync. And the thing is, I don't even consider it lip syncing. You're, if you're singing your own song, mm-hmm. it's not lip syncing. Like, yeah, like when I was a singer, I was a singer. I think I talked about this before last episode, but when I sang at Radio City in the Christmas show, the singers sing with a track because of the size of the venue. You record the track during the show. Or during the rehearsal process, you record a vocal track to sing along to. And we are, like the singers at Radio City sing live, but you have to sing with the track because otherwise the sound won't reach the whole space. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very common, suffice it to say. And there's six of us with that. Imagine the, the scale of the Super Bowl and it's one person. Yeah. Like on a te- from a technical standpoint, there's no way that they could just sing live without any sort of backup. No. Unfortunately, Janet Jackson had changed TV forever. Every mm-hmm. live television show. I will never forget was. that as long as I live. Me neither. We had a we had a Super Bowl party at my house. I was in sixth grade, and it was like and, and it was everyone like, remembers exactly where they were when like, that happened. Did she just sell her titty? Like, literally, <laughs> like my dad's friends was like. Oh, oh yeah. I remember I was standing crazy. in my living room. Yeah, I was standing in my living room. My mom and I were watching the Super Bowl. My dad was in the kitchen. And my mom was like, did she just, was that just, <laughs> people weren't alive because we were old, but like it literally happened and then cut to commercial immediately. Like it was so fast. Well, it was crazy. Well, it was a really big deal because the Super Bowl was in Houston. So right. everyone was in town. We had a huge party at the house. MTV was doing the Super Bowl. Mm, mm-hmm. And it was the Super Bowl halftime show was um, being produced by MTV, which was yep. their last time that they- First and last time, not first time, but last time, last, last time that happened. Time. So every live television, either if it's an award show or a late night show, even though that's not live, um, Saturday Night Live, it's all, has a 15 second delay because for literally for that reason so good times literally changed it forever and i'm never gonna forget that day good times in tan lines <laughs> but it was great it was a good game good halftime yeah. show really enjoyed all yeah. in all stellar evening I was laughing at all of the the TikTok influencers going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> and they all were so dressed up. I was like, "Guys, it's a it's a football game." Oh, well, then you would not survive at Alabama because we. Get oh, trust me, game. no. I I mean, I would no. Like I <laughs> wait. So can I tell you? Because my best friend's from New Orleans. Uh-huh. I used to send her pictures of like girls that mm-hmm. and being like, "Why don't we dress up to go to NFL games?" And she's like, "Cause it's SEC." <laughs> and I remember being like, "Oh," and yeah. I so all of her family went to LSU. 
She's the only. Oh, okay. Yeah. Her and her sister are the only ones that went to when we went to Ryder University, which is in New Jersey, it's like near Princeton. And I was like, if we ever go to an LSU game, like we have to go shopping. Like I have to buy. I have to like get a cute outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fashion show. It's, it's, I mean, it's gone way too far now. I mean, when I was there, it was very much on like of the moment and like of 2008, yeah. like fashion trends, cringe fashion trends. But now <laughs> it's like you have to have like the trendiest outfits. I feel that way right now watching all of them go to Mardi Gras because Mardi Gras is. When I went to Mardi Gras, like we wore like skinny jeans and cute shirts and stuff. Now, like people are wearing like there's like face gems happening and feather boots. And I'm like, it is a mess. If we had Mardi Gras, we celebrate Mardi Gras here in Galveston. And mm, fun. We had it last weekend and I had friends that went and it's crazy. And I love it. I went my junior year of college um, and it was like the most fun weekend. We had such a good time. Everyone should experience a Mardi Gras at least once. I agree. Oh my God, I can't stop you. Like, I'm so sorry. Okay. It's been a long day. You'll hear my accent come out more now because I'm getting really tired. Speaking of New York accents, Summer House is back. <laughs> I was like, where is she going with this? I was like, that I was, was such like, a good segue. I was so proud of myself. I was not prepared for what going to That's why I'm potting from the bed in honor of Paige DeSorbo, the queen. Oh, my gosh. Queen yeah. Paige. So if anyone is a Bravo, a Bravo, wow, Bravo fanatic, <laughs> like... We are. The only show that I do not watch is Below Deck. Oh, I don't watch Below Deck either. But my two Bravo shows that I like will always, I will never miss a season of are Southern Charm. Yes. And Summer House. I used to include Vanderpump Rules in that grouping as well. I've heard this season's better. Maybe I will start again. You need to do it. The last two seasons, I was like, this is stressing me out. Last season was horrible. I had to stop mid through. I was like, I do not care. But this season is good. Yeah, during the pandemic, I decided to cut down on my um, my like reality TV. So like, I no longer watch The Bachelor simply for the reason that the episodes are two hours long. And where do you think I get the time to sit for two hours to watch this very basic dude? Sorry, not doing it. Yeah, I don't. I don't like The Bachelor. I will no. say I was approached to do The Bachelor, Nick Bial season. Ooh, and, um, that was a doozy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's engaged. Yeah, he's yeah. engaged. Happy for him. But yeah, Summer House is back. It's such great television. It started this episode. First off, what you think of the episode? Because my MVP of Summer House is Paige. I and, and Amanda. To me, Amanda Petula, first of all, she's from Jersey, so we love. Second of all, Amanda Petula is the people's Haley Bieber. She is mm-hmm. so cool, <laughs> but she's like normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got such good fashion. And I remember when her and Kyle were like not serious watching her on the show and like seeing how far they come, seeing how she's grown and evolved and everything. I just love the two of them. And I love Sierra and I love oh, Maya. Love Maya. I just started to see the same pattern every single season. And maybe it's just because like I have personal experiences with people like this, but people who come into situations like looking to be the loudest in the conversation, even if that means that they're wrong and then not taking any responsibility for the way that they handle conflict and how that can be really hurtful to other people. I just saw that in so many episodes and i i feel like i also have an aversion to girls who are not girls girls Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna be a if you're in a house of people be a girl's girl be a friend i'm one of the people that if if, i think if you're a girl and you have only male friends huge red flag to me um and i feel like Lindsay is kind of that 
vibe. I don't know her personally. Obviously, this is all alleged, but I'm just saying like I just and I feel like Hubhouse PR is doing a lot of work this early in the season. So I don't know what happens. I don't know how bad it has to get for you to lose Danielle, who's like a ride or die. But yeah. whatever it was, it was bad because she's she's on Watch What Happens Live. She's like running around doing all these things. She's talking about Danielle openly at interviews. Like whatever it was, it was bad. Yeah. And I love Danielle. And she said, I remember watching on um, Watch What Happens Live. She said, Danielle's going through some personal things. I'm like, did her and Robert break up? I, I saw that too. And I was like, why would you say anything? Yeah, I don't know. That's not your news to share. Especially if they're not talking. Yeah, I would never be like, oh, she's going through it. If it was somebody that I was in an art, like actively fighting with. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't, like that to me is like, I don't know, it's like a weird Easter egg to drop. It's like a very strategic Easter egg to drop about mm-hmm. someone that you're not good with. It's weird. And then we have an, three newcomers. I yeah. can't remember the other two, but Gabby, who is... So cute. She is Danielle Prescott's younger sister if you don't know who danielle prescott is she's mm-hmm. the one who wrote uh token black girl but she's they're both i think worked in fashion in um like l and all these different like magazines anyways i just I, wait yeah sierra wasn't in this episode so i was bummed i love sierra and i'm ready sierra, for sierra to come back sierra and danielle were not in this episode and I'm very interested to see the dynamic with everyone because Sierra, I, and, and I love her, but last season with the whole thing with Sierra's relationship with Austin, it was yeah. to see her fall for his dumb antics really pissed me off because I'm like, girl, this this man is throwing you for a freaking loop and just how she handled it with Lindsay or or vice versa it was just a mess and then it because if you didn't watch winter house that this is how this relationship came mm-hmm. about winter house and he and like i am a, an og southern charm watcher same this man sierra just did not see it coming but this man really had me falling for him i was falling for his tricks i was like am well, but, i often girl now What's but happening? also like in that time like this is what I mean. Like, you're not a girl's girl. Like, it, from the last scene, um, last uh, season, I felt like Lindsay, like, really knew that Sierra, like, genuinely cared for Austin. And she still went out of her way to be like, it's my birthday. Don't care. That's so mean. Like, sorry. I'm not trying to be, like, you know, a Pollyanna about it. But, like, just, like, don't be mean to your fellow girl. It's not that difficult. Like, you just don't go out of your way to be a jerk. Every season about her birthday just drives me insane. But Well, every yeah. season she has an issue with someone. Yeah. It's to me, they, between her and Carl, which I love Carl and I hope. Me too. I hope they end up lasting throughout um, until their wedding and all that. But I feel like with them and Craig and Paige, they're like competing for Bravo's like top couple. <laughs> And I'm not the biggest Craig fan, but I found what I find really interesting is watching. So like, I have not been a huge Kyle fan for a while. Like I, Kyle's drove, driven me nuts for a little bit. Yes. Um, I only started to actually really enjoy Kyle, like maybe two summers, like two, two summers ago. I say this like I was also at this house two seasons ago because and something that didn't come, become very clear to me until this season, I was talking about this to my best friend, was that like Carl, I think, is the kind of guy who, when he's in a relationship, loses all his friends mm-hmm. because he doesn't keep up his relationships outside of his 
girlfriend. But Kyle, when was the last time we saw Carl in a real relationship? Yeah. So I don't think Kyle's ever really seen this side of Carl. And to give Kyle right to give Kyle his some like real credit, Kyle and Amanda have been together for years, and they have all managed to maintain really solid friendships outside of the relationship. There are people who can't do that. There are people who like get into a relationship and then everything else goes by the wayside. And I think it's also complicated because they work together, and they're also like they have a a brother dynamic, which can be difficult to manage in a business situation. But I think it's, I was watching the first episode and watching Kyle just kind of like float around Carl and like not really know. And I was just like, ooh, like this is tough because you've been friends with one version of Carl for being for so long. It's hard to realize that there's a part of a person that you care about that you've never seen and don't actually like very much. And it happens a lot whenever you kind of better yourself and people yeah. are used to one version of you. And sometimes when you enter new seasons, people don't come with you. That's true. Sometimes sometimes you leave certain relationships behind because they're not serving you anymore. Exactly. And I feel like they're just at two different places in life. And For sure. I, I just preview for the rest of the season, but Kyle, Kyle's like, this is summer. It's finally time for me to grow up. I'm turning 40. I'm like, wow. We're growing up 40. 40. And he bless him, he doesn't look it. He does but not look even. I'd say he looks 30. Yeah. Him and Amanda to me look like they're in like maybe like three years apart. Yeah. So it's wild to me that that Kyle's forty. I just love Paige's clothes. The thing is with Paige, I I think Samantha Bush had this comment. She said that Summer House used to be the show where like they were like kind of just normal and they weren't mm-hmm. like quote unquote influencers. They were just mm-hmm. friends that were friends in the city. They got a house and then they were just party. Now it's like the it, now they're just picking random people to be in the house and they're not like actually friends like they used to be. And then like people have kind of like gotten famous. And that's, but that's, that's just with Bravo across the board. Like everyone kind of feels like they are. Yeah. But you know what I think Paige does really well mm-hmm. is I think Paige manages the dynamics in the house around her really, really well. She like knows exactly when to like cut the tension she knows exactly when to when when to pick her battles and to go like when she's gone up against Lindsay, she's always been right mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and she's done the not a lot of people can do the crossover i mean look how poor austin turned out doing the crossover from southern charm to summer house messy she does the crossover from summer house to southern charm really well because it's a real relationship and her and craig kept it on the dl until they were sure it was going to be a real thing Anytime Paige was on Southern Charm, she was like a joy to watch because I really related to her in those moments because like, like I said to you, like one of my best friends is from New Orleans and like girls in the South are very different. Very. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you can. Sure. I'll t- I'll be a Yankee for sure. I don't um, tell people that, but some people do. Some people do. But like the way that conflict is handled in social situations, I remember Paige was like, we would just tell you to F off. Yeah. But like you guys like to linger, and it's so true. <laughs> like yeah. it's such a different, different pace and different dynamic. You know who I was hoping would be on Summer House, but she isn't. Yeah. Is Vanita? Because Vanita lives in New York now. That's right. She moved. Yeah, and that she would be such a good fit. Yeah. I know. I'm so bummed too. Yeah, I'm so bummed. She, but I guess. No yeah, I think she would have really vibed in the house. I think she really would have put some people in her place. Could you imagine Vanita and Lindsay? <laughs> Oof. Like, I feel like Lindsay is our ver or not our summer house version of Madison. Oh my god! No, I actually because th- I think Madison's like 
my husband's like so soft-spoken and she'll like tell you to go take a long walk off off a short cliff but like she'll (laughs) sit under her breath and with a smile and like beautiful mermaid hair and you like won't know you know what i mean you won't like realize what she said until after she said it i know but i feel like i'm i don't want to say like she's not Catherine, but i don't think Lindsay's put together enough to be madison no, I was just making that correlation because they're both like hot headed. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I mean, trying to what think. What's her face was on the real world? Cameron. Cameron. I miss Cameron on Southern Charm. I liked her energy a lot. Me too. She put I'm, those boys in the place. Yeah, and she was she was the one that could be like, Shep, you're being you're being a nut job. Knock it off. But I I have grown to really respect Shep. This isn't about Southern Charm, but I, I have really grown to respect Shep because what I respect about Shep is that Shep never pretends to be someone he isn't. No, that's true. Like he's an F boy for sure. And he's like a four, he'll probably be a bachelor for the rest of his life, but he will never promise you the world that he's not willing to deliver. I don't think I, I mean, every single episode, every relationship that you see him get in, like, it always ends because he ends up to not be either changed by the person he's dating mm-hmm. or he doesn't um, live up to these expectations that other people have set of him. But he's never pretended to be somebody he's not. No, and he's very authentic. But I would never date him. Oh, I would never date I him. With commitment and I mean, not commitment or with marriage is interesting, especially if his parents are still together. Yeah, and- it is interesting. But some people feel like they can't live up to it. That's true. That's a lot to, it's a lot of pressure and and he comes from money. He's. Yeah. That breakup was ugly on the reunion though. Felt bad. But the thing is homegirl, he told you from the beginning. Well, that's. I felt felt bad for her because like she. She's so young. She got into deep. And the thing is like one thing that's never going to work. She was very Christian and he's Mm -hmm. not. That's never going to work. Sorry. No. Um, and I was like, that's red flag number one. Um, yeah, agreed. Well, if it's important to her yes, to have somebody who believes in God and Jesus, like, then yeah, like you need to look for that. You're not going to look for somebody who's not and try to make them into what you want. Like you said, you said one episode, you were like, you don't want them to change for you either. Like that's, yeah, no. you want them to be on that journey and so that you can meet, they can meet you where you're at. Exactly. But anyways, but that's Summer House and I'm excited to see the the big shebang show mm-hmm. down. And I am happy that Lindsay and Carl got engaged. I think they both need I think they both need the same thing that they get from each other. I'm just interested to see the progression to that. Me too. Yeah. And see what the like cuz there's something going on obviously the whole Danielle and Lindsay thing. I think Danielle was worried about them rushing. And I want to know, I want to see it from what she was seeing. Obviously, we probably won't see everything because it's editing. Yeah, yeah. But we can talk about them in an entire episode. Oh, my God. I can talk. I We, we will talk about Summer House this whole month because I love Summer House so much. I also think it has to do with how fast things progress with Lindsay and Carl. But I will say, like, as somebody in my 30s, like, I don't know. I don't, I used to think I would date my husband for, like, five years before I got engaged. And I just don't think that's the truth anymore. Like, I don't think that's realistic anymore. I think, and I also think like when you get older, you know what you want and they've been friends for so long. Totally. I don't know. It's like maybe, you know, especially Mm -hmm. with Carl's sobriety, he hadn't really been sober that long. And even Lindsay was just now started drinking again. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of moving parts. It'd be interesting to watch. Yes. I'm excited. I just, I need to dedicate an episode 
Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a precursor. I ain't dedicated it. We need to dedicate an episode of the renaissance of Anne Hathaway starting at Cannes Film Festival till now. Oh, yeah. Her stylist is... Her stylist also styles um, Alison Brie. Okay, that makes sense. She is serving the girlies because I've never seen this woman look better than she does now. Erin Walsh. Erin Walsh. Oh, okay. I know who Erin Walsh is. Yes. Um, Erin Walsh. It is... 10 out of 10. So good. One look is better than the next, man. She doesn't miss. It's like serving fashion. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like avant-garde weird stuff. Like she is serving really good looks that are timeless, but also very interesting and not necessarily something you would pin her to. And like she's taking risks. Like I've never seen her take risks before. Well, it's almost like somebody really looked at Anne Hathaway and was like, oh, we should use that because she's 5'8". She's all legs. She's a fashion house's dream. Um, but she's also really accessible because she's Anne Hathaway. Like, she's very relatable. She's very, like, normal, grounded, down to earth. But she wears these, like, gorgeous dresses and gorgeous, like, looks. And she can sort of just do both, which is really hard for a lot of people to do. So I, I agree. We should do a whole episode on Anne Hathaway. I, I've always loved her. So I'm, I'm, I'm always down to talk about Annie. Yeah, I love her. I think she kills it. And um, I have no I have no notes. None. What else were we going to do? Oh, Kendall. All right. We got to talk about Kendall's goblin hands. Did you see Haley Bieber? <laughs> like, try to defend her? Yeah. She me. was like, look at her hands. And I was like, no, 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 no. Those were elongated. Yeah. By face tomb. Yeah, for sure. what she was editing to make... I, I honestly don't think she was doing that on purpose on her hands, but that's just how it came out from whatever she was doing. And she's already a very like elongated person without face to him. So I can't imagine what she was trying to make look even longer. But I was laughing so hard because I was like, we love the loyalty hails, but like, let's call it what it is. Yeah. I mean, they're known for editing their photos. I mean, yeah, of course. Photos. I mean, I don't do it, but like, touche. I mean, I mean there are ways to face tune that are tasteful. Yeah, Go- giving yourself goblin fingers is not a tasteful facetune. That made news. I'm like, you guys, come on. Oh, are we going to talk about um, White Lotus? Is in um, apparently oh, allegedly yes. is in Tokyo for season three. Oh my god, that was going to be insane. I'm ex- well. I read an article about it that um, Mike White had an idea for season two that it would be it would be based off of this like festival for politicians that like is an annual festival not fe- i keep calling a festival uh conference sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> like i wish to go to the festival it's like an annual conference it was like a musical theater joke nobody's gonna get that annual conference for politicians to encourage discussion and connection between the u.s and europe but it's like it's held somewhere different every year and it's like a off the books conference that happens every year. And so apparently it was based, it was originally supposed to be that. And it was supposed to be either like in like, um, Switzerland or something like that was apparently the kind. Yeah. So it was supposed to be, that was supposed to be the original idea for season two. And then somebody brought up the Sicily, but apparently like the, the first season's theme was money. Second season was sex. And the third season is supposed to be this like satire on Eastern medicine and spirituality interesting yeah so i'm really interested to see what it's gonna be i don't know who i was talking i'm not talking to listening to it was, it was an interview of an actor 
but they were talking about something that it's like this. It's they were at a hotel, but they were there for like press for a movie or something. Mm -hmm. And they like wandered into this place where all these like top secret leaders were reading this top secret meeting. And the guy was like, "Um, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. So yeah, it's like that whole thing. I mean, like, I think it'd be really cool to add the, uh, like a politician level to White Lotus. How cool would that be? (laughs) Yeah, I would be so into that. That'd be awesome. It'd be like scandal and white lotus combined <laughs> or like house of cards and white lotus combined wild powder banks i do season two three comes out on thursday can't wait so excited i love so it so excited i i usually love it for like the first eight episodes and then i start to think about how they could have made the season eight episodes instead of 16 but i watch all 16 episodes because i am a glutton for punishment but i do really like it i'm excited to um to watch it the two leads were dating but they're broken up for this yeah they're broken right up so now. chase is supposed to be dating um kelsey bellarini we got baftas coming up which that would already take place by the time you listen to this what do you think what are your predictions of who's gonna win or what kate will no what kate's gonna wear Hopefully she will take the route she did for the the Top Gun premiere. Yeah, that was a good look. Modern, that was a good look. Sleek, classic. I mm-hmm. do not want to see a 80s prom updo on her. Yeah, I love a straight hair moment. Every time I've seen her at the Baptist, I want to pluck my eyes out. I just, it just looks so old and she's not old. So I would like to see a dress like that. But I would love a very, like a sleek hair moment. I would love like a tight bun, a sleek straight moment, or like a sleek low ponytail. Her hair's long right now, so it would be cool if she did something like that. That'd be really cool. I don't know. I feel like she can do so much more. I, I hope she shows up and shows out. I would like to see her in like a Victoria Beckham, like sleek something. She would never. No, I know. But show off the bod. The bod's so good. And this is a very laid back episode. We're just like really literally chilling. Right here with us. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just saying this is kind of like a slow week. So it was just not necessarily like hot hitting goss happening. Yeah, this was like a slow moment. I'm trying to think. Oh, we were going to talk about our two. I had two. The Instagram accounts that we love for style. Oh, yeah. And just our style like inspos. And then we're not using celebrities. Yeah, these are like in, like Instagram people. I'm really cautious about influencers. She actually has like a real drop. She's a reality TV star at first, but Morgan Stewart. Oh yeah, she's great. Has my favorite style ever. And yes, her clothes are mainly all designer and that's unfortunate for me, but I just love her silhouettes. That's very much how I like to dress or would Mm -hmm. like to dress. So she's great. My second one, she's a little bit kind of like on the lower end. Super cute girl from Chicago. Her name is Lady Diana May on TikTok and I think Instagram. She just kind of just started TikTok like I think a year ago and she's just kind of slowly blowing up and she just has fun. Like she doesn't really take herself seriously. She just picks out clothes and yeah, there's some, some of it's trendy, but she's really just I don't know. She has really good stuff. And she actually just quit her job and she's living in London for three months. I was like, good for her. Good for her. It's my dream. Every time she picks stuff, she always does like these really cool, like 
style like mood boards on TikTok. And I oh, I love a mood them. board. I That's awesome. My two, my first one is Julia Baraldsheimer. If you don't follow her, she used to be Gal Meets Glam. She rebranded a while ago, um, but she's amazing. And she has just like the prettiest, like it's almost like romantic Mm -hmm. style. I'm not like a big color person, but when I wear color, it's inspired by her. I think she does such, she does style so well. And she does like curation of just like beautiful pieces really, really well. Um, I feel like her, her look is really timeless and um, she lives in Charleston and she's a beautiful home and she's two daughters and she's just like really nice content. She's very pleasing to the eye. Her name's Alicia uh, on Instagram. She's on TikTok. It's Alicia B. Staples. Lindsay, you would actually love her. Um, It's all like just like classic pieces and ways to wear them. And she's just, she just combines styles really well and it's all timeless. And it's like a really nice mix of like masculine and soft and feminine and neutral. And she wears color really well. And I love her. Her style is so good. She uses really classic a capsule kind of pieces and wears them all sorts of different ways and i think she's great so i love her so yeah those are my two that i'm like i've been really enjoying lately i would have to do another one because she just started following me so i'm like who um sasha exeter we started becoming friendly on 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 instagram and so she started following me but she's um a canadian influencer and her stuff is just good and she's I, I love when influencers are very personable and like they interact with you. And like every time I comment on, on her stuff, she always comments mm. back. Oh, I also want to add to um, her style's great. It's her um, handle is the the Anna Edit. She's British. She lives in the UK. Again, like very similar to a um, lot. I like accounts that share like outfit staples and timeless pieces, just used in different ways and different ways that you can utilize things in your closet. Um, and I think the Anna does a great job. And I also want to shout out to um, M Roberts, who yes. hosts her own podcast called The Big Move Podcast. She's amazing. Her style is great, but her beauty content is also like unreal. And her podcast is such an easy, like fun, breezy listen. She is from, I believe, Chicago originally. Then she moved to the UK and now she lives in the tri-state area um she's in the burbs and she like was a new york girly for so long and she has a great pod and she um has been so kind to be supportive of us so i wanted to share the wealth back to her and um yeah. make sure you go listen to the big move it's great yeah she just started following me yeah she's really sweet and her style is so good yeah she's really cool i was actually listening to her podcast starting this it's like obviously with these episodes we've kind of just talked about what we wanted to and so if you came here wanting more content of like the royal family or harry and Meghan mm-hmm. or yeah well like uh we will talk about it we'll, when there's things to talk about <laughs> like we're just well, yeah have an episode. it's a slow week it's a slow week and i know that harry's doing that up is it called uplift uplift yeah with better up yeah yes. it's a virtual appearance but yes okay virtual mm-hmm. interesting because the, uh, the price tag for that was like 900 dollars, but it costs but you do like all like there's like the seminars the classes all the stuff that comes in with it but um interesting I, I didn't know it was virtual yeah his is a virtual appearance okay well okay yeah cool. i mean like to be honest with you guys like Lindsay and I didn't want to start this podcast to be a Royals podcast. We wanted it to be pop culture, but Megan and Harry are kind of a jumping off point for us. And we'll always be sort of something that we come back to because we both stand Megan Markle. 
Yes. So much so that we named our podcast after some terrible reporting about her to like kind of take the power back and about that sort of narrative about women that quote unquote work too hard. So we um, will always be talking about them and we'll always share our opinion about, you know, Kate William, if there's things going on with that. But in terms of like the current controversy around Camilla's crown and stuff like that, there are just, in my opinion, there are people who are doing that better. So go listen to Elizabeth Holmes. You know, that's not, we're not here to debunk the Royal history. That's just not what we're doing. No. And Elizabeth Holmes has an amazing platform on her, on her like step stack that we want to have in depth, like commentary and just conversation. Mm -hmm. It's $5 a month and she shares really good stuff. And even during her um, deep dive of spare, she even did like an audio. And then you have the ladies at Worldly Obsessed, who this is their beat. This is pretty much all they talk about. Yeah. So there's obviously people that are dedicated to this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm dedicated to like Megan stuff. So if you hear me talk about Kate and Will, like it's not necessarily my thing, but I will talk about it. But yeah, I just there's nothing to talk about she's at home with her kids and i'm sure that they're they're working and yeah like i would love to see her out more but she's just not so we're going to continue talking about them when there is stuff to talk about but for right now we're here to talk about other fun things so we'll hope we'll hope we hope we'll stick around um Mm -hmm. we're just doing our thing figuring out what we like to talk about and obviously i feel like i i I noticed myself listening to like megan and harry heavy episodes that i'm definitely a lot more passionate about that because that's my thing but i am passionate about pop culture and talking about things that maybe are not being talked about in a certain way yeah and it's fun for us to like with so much knowledge behind the scenes of how certain things work even in terms of like technology like talking about like the lip syncing and the the way that the technology works for the reverb for sound in certain arenas like that stuff is interesting to us pulling back the curtain in that way um so i think it's been really fun to sort of share that information i think context is everything so a lot of times people will watch certain things and have very strong you know opinions about it and not really understand nuts and bolts of what goes into everything behind the scenes so i think it's really interesting to share that part too so we're just kind of a mixed bag here i think that's everything yeah it's everything um thanks for listening yeah (laughs) thanks for being on the ride yeah this was a wild one i feel like we just kind of flew by the seat of our pants in my defense i had notes they just didn't print and then i lost them because i didn't save them like a dodo and i did not have notes well you're not feeling well so in in your defense i'm kind of not my best today yeah Lindsay toughed it out for us you guys I thugged it out, as they say. But if you <laughs> if you hear anything in this that does not make sense, it's because mm-hmm. I'm running on not that much sleep. Same. And I would like to tell this short story. Okay. I just want everyone to know that I. So you tell the. Last night. <laughs> I'm so glad you're telling the story on the podcast. Continue. I I okay. I went to bed at a decent <laughs> hour, like ten thirty. Mm-hmm. I had this nightmare, not nightmare, but I was just had this this dream that I left something on the kitchen table. I woke up half awake actually, and I was like, "I'm gonna go to the go to the kitchen." But the thing is, I don't really possess me to go to the kitchen. It was just like my body just knew to go to the kitchen, but I was awake. That's the thing. And I'm just like, why am I walking? But I'm still walking. <laughs> why am I walking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking. 
and I'm like, okay, um, I get it's it's pitch dark. Like there's, no, I didn't turn on any lights, and I'm, I'm like, I like look around. I'm like, why am I here? And then I just take my little happy butt back to my room, and I'm feeling around my room. I was like, I what is going on? I do not know. And I go back to sleep, and I like, woke up this morning. I went into my mom's room, and I was just like, um, just want to let you know, I slept walked. And I ended up in the kitchen. She's like, what? She's like, that's like her biggest fear because I, I do sleepwalk from time to time. And she's like, mm-hmm. the front window. I mean, the, fr- not the front window. The front, the front window. Door. Could you imagine? <laughs> the front door. And uh, I was like, oh, too bad I didn't like open up the pantry and start eating. Like right. People do, but Have yeah, you ever that's... seen that episode of Harold when he like takes the, he eats the pork rinds and then he sleepwalks? Oh, I love wow. that episode. Throwback. That's a co- core memory unlocked, but I just re- that really came to me just now. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. I had to, I had to say this on the pod and I wanted to credit this to my coworker, Michael, because he's, I'm pretty sure the only man that listens to this podcast, straight man. That yes, Michael. Um, he's like, you have to talk about this on the podcast. So <laughs> you're welcome. But anyways, thanks guys. <laughs> If you want to follow us, <laughs> you can follow the show at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. You can follow us individually. I'm at Kellyanne DiCarlo, K E L L I A N N. And I'm at Lindsay E. Nope. White. Nope. And I'm at. L- <laughs> Lindsay's at Lindsay underscore E underscore White. Wow. And it's Lindsay with an E Y. E Y. Wow. We're Thank struggling. You. It's been so fun. Thanks for being here. Hopefully you come back. Honestly, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> if you liked what you heard, I then you're going to love the next one because we're really going to have it together. <laughs> if you don't, we're really sorry and just don't be mean and leave a comment. Oh no, we're going to get notes about our phones being on. All right. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being with us this week. Follow us on Instagram at She Wakes Up at 5 a.m. podcast. And if you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to rate and subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode. Special thanks to Red Brandt for our theme song. Be sure to find more of his work on Instagram at R E D D B R A N D T. See you next time.